Well, his name is Ryan and he can't wipe his ass. Let me tell you one thing, he'll sure make you laugh. He's a comic by night and he's really quite the lad. And I bet that you'll find his comedy's pretty rad. He likes Wu-Tang and Star Wars and boobs, to name a few. He'll tell you all about it while he takes a poo. Now on to the show, it's time for some laughs from Ryan LaChance. And the people who wipe my ass There we go. What's up, fuckers? It's your boy, Ryan. Welcome to episode five of Ryan LaShance and the people who wipe my ass. I'm with my beautiful co-host, Angie. Say hi, Angie. Hey, everyone. On today's episode, we don't actually have a guest, so Angie and I are just going to talk about some shit, and hopefully people listen. And if they don't, well... There's a new episode next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about what got you um, full of tears and crying like a little baby yesterday, Ryan. You mean the um, the video that you posted on the, our Instagram page for the um, podcast, Angie? Is that it? Yes. Yeah, I posted it on the White Pass podcast Instagram for everyone to see. Yes, I, I saw that you did that, and I just, before I tell you why I was crying, I just want to say thank you for that um, <laughs> Oscar-winning moment that you gave me, so uh, <laughs> the reason I was crying on Sunday wasn't because of any other reason than my wonderful Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl this year and beating the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So I was pretty stoked. You're pretty happy. Yeah, I've been a fan since I was eight years old. So, and I've only seen them uh, make it to the Super Bowl twice in my lifetime of 41 years. Um, and uh, last night was just honestly one of the greatest moments I've had in a really long time, and I did cry quite a bit, and everybody made fun of me for it. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. well, we're also happy for you, though. Yeah, yeah. they were happy tears. Absolutely. Course, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny, in the video, uh, Angie pointed out to me that you can see me at some point reaching towards the screen when the players were celebrating. <laughs> like, I was, like, reaching out and going to touch them and stuff. It was kind of... <laughs> it's very, it was very E.T. esque. Actually, <laughs> you just wanted to reach out and yeah. touch them. Yes, <laughs> not not in an inappropriate way, of course, and then totally, um, I love you for winning the Super Bowl kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> nothing creepy. Nothing creepy. No, I think it was it was very it was very cute to see yeah. you so happy. That was awesome. Cute. Thank you. <laughs> it was cute. That's going to be my new dating and profile picture on Tinder and all that shit. Yeah. I mean, and just me on Bumble, like, reaching out to a bunch of black football players, you know, like. Crying. Crying. <laughs> yes. It's, Tears in your eyes. It's, it's going to be a big hit with the ladies. It's yeah. going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. What, um, so how long have you been watching football? Um. Well, I've been a fan of the Tampa Bay Bucks since I was eight, but I've basically been watching all sports since I was born because the joy of being a quadriplegic for the first few years of your life 
is you're just you just stay where people put you. Mm. So my dad would always like put me in front of the TV with him, and we we'd watch sports, and he'd yell in the screen in French at the screen, and yeah, and so we spent a lot of time together. I've been watching them a really long time, and I just love the game. I mean, with COVID and with my injury, there hasn't been a lot for me to look forward to. So seeing something like that was actually a really big deal. And I'm glad that I got it caught on camera for the internet to witness. <laughs> so you never know what make what may, might make a person famous one day. I mean... My comedy might, but that video might do even better, so who knows? <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> I might go viral. <laughs> and then be like, who's the dude in the wheelchair crying over the football game? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We've talked about this way too fucking long. Um, and I'm really uncomfortable about it for some reason. <laughs> so I'm going to make you uncomfortable, and we're oh, going to yeah? talk about some of your fears, Angie, and some of your anxieties about things. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> I don't have a problem talking about my anxiety. I get anxiety about everything. Yeah, well, you have a podcast about uh, anxiety and other things, so of course you're very comfortable Yeah, yeah, about. I have a podcast called Sanity Rules, and I talk about... Uh, mental health stuff and anxiety and this week's episode is specifically about anxiety so yeah I get anxiety I get uh, we were talking about this I get anxiety about clowns <laughs> let's talk about clowns let's I'll stop you right there I know it's gonna be a list of things yeah so I'm gonna talk about ones that I have in common with you as well and we can swap stories but I really want to talk about clowns because it's, I, I don't terrifying. even how do people find those enjoyable? Like, let's celebrate your birthday as a kid and bring somebody that's dressed up in, like, clown makeup. Yeah, I don't understand it. And, like, I think I was traumatized by the movie It when oh. I was young. So I was just like, clowns. That's crazy. Yeah, clowns just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've never had a really bad experience with clowns. I just don't think they're funny or cute or whatever, I think they're absolutely terrifying and they're going to murder me. <laughs> so instead, when you were a kid, instead of looking under sewer lids for Ninja Turtles, you were looking for a red balloon, basically. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> red balloon. <laughs> I have literally seen red balloons in parking lots, though. <laughs> I have had that happen, and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It is creepy. <laughs> I think I'm losing the mic. I think people just, like... It's an urban myth kind of thing, and so yeah. people will just leave red balloons. Yeah, just to freak other people out. <laughs> people. You're like, is it true? This or it's just a kid's, like, <laughs> red balloon. balloon. <laughs> yeah. You just got back from the fair, and you're like, yeah, here's some cotton candy. <laughs> Why are you scared of clowns? Um, I just, uh, is it rude for me to say I find them offensive? <laughs> I do. <laughs> is that a fair? Is that going to trigger some people? Is that what that's going to... Um, <laughs> I don't mean to... Like, if you're, if you're like a professional clown, good on you. Like, that takes some balls. People always say it takes balls to be a comedian, but no, I say being a clown. Oh, yeah. That, that takes some giant felonies because they, they have to look at themselves during the transformation of, like, them being just, like, Rick, and then all of a sudden they're Bobo the Clown. Like, that's pretty fucking weird. Like... Yeah. Just that alone is terrifying to me. <laughs> I don't I don't understand the concept of like wanting to be a clown. Like Yeah. Yeah. Like I love 
I love hip hop. Anyone that knows me knows I love hip hop. And the insane clown posse mm-hmm. can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they make some pretty good music. Okay, I'll listen to it, but knowing that it's them dressed in those clown costumes, like, no, no, <laughs> no. But I'm sorry, I never really answered your question. Why am I scared of clowns? Yeah. I think what triggered me one day was uh, I was five years old. I was at the Glen Rose Rehabilitation Hospital in Edmonton, Alberta. Shout out to Edmonton, Alberta. Um, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> you can yeah. shout out to whoever you want. It's all well, good. Well, I think Edmonton gets a lot of disrespect because it's Edmonton. Nobody really wants to be there. Like, mm. People that live there know that they have the live there, but they don't really want to be there. No one's like, I'm proud of being from Edmonton. Like, I've never met anybody. Like, I've been, I met people proud of being from Vancouver. They're like, yeah, I live in the best fucking city in the world. And arguably, it is one of the best cities in the world. But Edmonton? Nobody says that shit about Edmonton. They've been holding on to a city champion sign since 1990. Like, there are people born... Like, that's before the internet. <laughs> um, that's before people used the internet. Like, yeah. Get a new sign. Say, we used to be the city of champions. And don't get me wrong, I love the Edmonton Oilers. I love Wayne Gretzky. I love all those guys. But for fuck's sakes, you haven't been champions forever. Get over yourself. <laughs> you know? You're the king of tangents, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> now I should die back too, huh? <laughs> Why I was scared of clowns. And we'll talk about that now. Because I was in this hospital, right? Yeah. And my my dad's best friend and uh, my dad and mom were best friends with this couple, Walter and Carol, who I call Auntie, Auntie Carol and Uncle Walter. And their kids are like, um, like I, I consider them like extended family and brothers and sisters. They even call me little bro and my sister little sis all the time. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they were Shriners. And part of the thing that the Shriners do is they come around children's hospitals and they'll play music in their band and they also dress up as clowns and then go in and make clowns, uh, like um, animal balloons and all yeah. that stuff that clowns do. And I could see them coming down the hallway. I knew it was my aunt and uncle dressed up as clowns, and I wouldn't let them enter the room until they took the clown makeup off. <laughs> Even though I knew that it was them, I could hear their voice. They weren't doing some stupid, weird clown voice. They were just using their voice because they knew I was scared of clowns, and they, uh, they still, I still wouldn't let them in the room. I was like, no, you're not coming in. So they thought they would help you overcome the yes. fear? Or... Yes. Oh, okay, it didn't work. No. <laughs> No, but I think that's what really set it off for me, is because they tried to fix it. Yeah. And because they couldn't fix it, and they made it fucking worse. And now, like, I can't even handle, like, going to the circus and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I want to eat peanuts. I want to see, like, acrobats and stuff. Yeah. But I can't go because there's fucking clowns there and shit. Yeah. Yeah, clowns are, I don't know, they're up there. They're, I mean, I, it's, I'm not confronted with it daily. <laughs> well, I hope not. That would be so <laughs> weird, dude. Can you imagine? You just lived in a building full of professional clowns <laughs> and you were the only one that wasn't. And the only reason you're there is because it's rent controlled and it's what you can afford. 
and it was really close to your work. And it's right down the street from a grocery store, and there's a park around the corner, and that's why you live there. Can you imagine that? Oh my God. I would. Uh, uh, I don't even know. I couldn't face that on a daily basis. There's no no way. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, their door knocker would just be like this squeaky horns that they use and stuff? Oh, man. Little clown cars. Yeah. There's like 17 of them in one room. When, when people buzz up, a digital, like, pie comes and hits you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Rodeo clowns are just clowns that are pissed off at the clowns, so they're like, we're going to throw you in front of a bunch of angry, angry bulls and, and see what you do. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pay their clown dues in the clown union, so they got stuck with rodeo clowns. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm admittedly uncomfortable with talking about clowns. I know. Can we change the subject? My brain is What else scared. are we scared of? I don't know. What else are you scared of? I'm scared that uh, I'm scared that the landscape landscape economy is gonna change. I'm scared that. Oh yeah. Uh, I know that you didn't expect me to jump into this right away, but. No, but for real, like the, the landscape of comedy has changed. Some people have really adapted well with the Zoom. Shows. Yeah, I know. we've talked about how I feel about Zoom. You've shared how you feel about yeah, Zoom. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. We both think Zoom sucks. So let's zoom away from that point in the conversation. <laughs> and uh, I just, I mean, I appreciate why people want to do it. I think right now people need to laugh more than ever. Um, but I just, I find them awkward and uncomfortable. And it's hard to, like, not even from a uh, comedian performing standpoint, but just somebody witnessing it. I had to participate in them, so you, obviously you wait your turn, mm -hmm. and then you, you don't just like, oh, um, my set's on in four minutes, and then jump in the room, and so you have to watch the whole show, yeah. basically, is what I'm getting at, Yeah. until it's your turn, and even watching some of my friends who I know are some of the most talented comedians in Canada, like, by the way, <laughs> I tried to say Canada. There we go. <laughs> Time. I, I would like to blame my um, my disability for that one, but that was just uh, the fact that uh, I'm I, I'm really sorry, and I used medical marijuana product before the show started, <laughs> and I keep staring at the plant wall that I built, and I'm really amazed by it. It's uh, an impressive plant wall. Yes. Is, yeah. We're going to have to take a picture and show people on the Instagram page. Yeah, we'll show uh, them the Yeah, um, but, yeah, I'm just, I just, <laughs> the timing of the show and the feel of the show is not the same. Mm -hmm. One of the things, uh, I don't know, maybe you can share your thoughts about this too, Ange, but one of the things that I really loved about stand-up, right from when I started, right from the, the show on Commercial Drive at Elko Cal, that uh, Dylan Reimer and Graham Clark and a few other comedians used to run, uh, where it was just this little d tiny dive of a restaurant, that I'm pretty sure I can say this now because the, the restaurant doesn't exist and it's been over 20 years, but I'm pretty sure it was a front for a grow-up in the basement. No. <laughs> 
because no one was ever in the restaurant, and then when people were in the restaurant for the show, the owner would always be nervous, and we'd be like, but I thought you wanted business, mm. you know, but but they'd always be, like, mad at us if they were, if they were busy, and we're like, uh, okay, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not getting anybody in trouble because I didn't name names. No. And... It's been 20 years and it doesn't exist anymore, so we're okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I miss being around people. I miss like the energy of like, we're gonna see a show, we're gonna be entertained. Yeah. We're gonna get that infectious feeling of laughter, that euphoric feeling of, you know what, the world sucks outside, but right now in this moment, this is awesome. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Whether it's good comedy or bad comedy, doesn't even matter. You know how bad I want to see some. Amateur comedian that thinks they're going to be the best thing ever because all their friends think they're funny. And then they go up on stage when none of their friends are there because they've been doing it for two months and everybody gets sick of the same three to five minutes that they keep presenting night after night. Yeah. Uh, I like to see them go up on stage and just take a giant shit on stage. <laughs> just poop right on it. Just like, Bleh! right in front of everybody. And <laughs> I miss that, dude. I miss watching people bomb. Miss watching people bomb. Yeah. Yeah, I miss, yeah. I miss standing ovation moments. I miss those moments in a comedy show. <laughs> I'm really good. <laughs> By the way, everybody, that's just my cat Chewy. Shout out to Chewy. Uh, and Chewy's Keith. in the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he wants to be on the podcast real bad. Yeah. Uh, but I just like the whole energy of a show and the whole feeling of what's this person gonna say next. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, or or just hearing a joke that I didn't expect, or uh, it may be a topic that we hear uh, a million times over, but just a fresh take on things, or yeah. or a certain tag, or a certain like delivery, or even just the presence of somebody being on stage. You know, it's like that energy they bring off. Mm-hmm. I miss all that shit. I miss being mm. I miss being an audience member just as much as I miss like going to yeah. shows and performing. By the way, that's what I was talking about when I was talking about people bombing and stuff. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to be on the show. I'm just saying I just miss comedy. Yeah. I miss yeah. laughter. I miss people coming up to me and going like that was a fun show, man, thanks or whatever. Like and it's not even about the thanks, it's just knowing that I helped somebody have a few moments of time where you know, they had a good time. They laughed or whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So. And if they happen to buy a T-shirt and tell me I'm awesome, that's even better. But, yeah. you know. Uh, but the other thing that worries me about that whole thing, if we're going to be honest, is I'm worried that I'm a different person since all this shit started. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about the pandemic. I'm like going even further back with my injury because my injury basically put my career on hiatus yeah. for quite a long time. And I'm worried that the Ryan that comes back... It's going to be a different Ryan. Yeah, and me, it's probably a good thing. Like It's always important to keep growing. I think I know myself better than I did pre-injury, pre-COVID. Uh, I hate... Bringing, we keep bringing this up, but it's such a big thing now. Um, I just, I understand myself more because I've had more time to get and like know what is important to me and know what's not important to me and like la- like wonder why I was worried about if so and so didn't like me or whatever. I was like, mm-hmm. why am I letting that shit bother me? You know? Yeah. It made me realize. 
who I want to spend time with and who I love and what I want to do with myself. Yeah. You know, I'm doing different things now that I never thought I would do. Like, I, I finally repainted my apartment. I started changing some of the stuff in here to, to update it to make myself feel better. I grew a fucking plant wall. Like, yeah, oh yeah. I think I, a lot of people, because you're spending so much time at home, are spending a lot of time trying to make their house look better, more comfortable, yeah. more pleasant to be around. And I think in a way that's been good about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the good thing. Yeah, we're probably spending money when we should be saving money, but I'm even sa- I'm saving a lot more now than I was before because I'm spending more time at home too. Yeah. And I'm I'm eating food that I have here rather than going out for like eating in a show. I used to always like I had this I had this rule and I'll probably s- still stick to this rule, but I can't eat before a show. Yeah. You know, so I'd always be hungry after the show and then I'd be spending money when I didn't need to spend money, so Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh what do you think is gonna what do you think comedy's gonna look like, say in a year from now? I hope we're at at the point where we can go back on stage and have more than the five people that are working there mm. trying to pay attention to the show as they hand out takeout orders to skip the dishes drivers. <laughs> you know, like, I'm tired of introducing, like, shout out to everybody that's being awesome and being delivery drivers during a pandemic, but uh, I think they, they're in, they're essential workers too. They don't get enough credit, dude. Yeah. You know, like, we need people like that that are willing to, like, Pick up your fucking McDonald's and drive it to your house and you can be a fatty McFat fat and eat your three cheeseburgers and your Big Mac and your large fries. Totally. Um, but what's the landscape going to be like? Uh, I don't know. And the, like, uh, For the first time in my life, I don't know. Because when there's like a, a drastic change in history uh, like this, I don't know what to expect of the world in general anymore. Like when there's a when when Trump became president, you knew as a comedian it was going to be juicy because you knew he was going to say some dumb shit, <laughs> and it was going to be a great time for comedy. And some of my best material has come out of the Trump administration. And it's not even me talking about Trump. It's just because funny stuff's been happening in the world. Uh, so it, it helps, like, cultivate and develop other funny stuff in my brain. Yeah. You know? Because sure. that's, that's how this comedy writing works for me is I can't... I'm, I know comedians, and I really respect those comedians who can sit down and be like, okay, today is, or it's 2 o'clock, and this is a time of the day where I write two and a half hours of material, and they sit out there and they pound out, like, whatever pops in their head, and they develop their from that mm-hmm. whereas I'm one of those comedians that I gotta live my life I gotta do things I gotta experience things and that's where the inspiration of the material comes from yeah. I don't just sit here and be like I'm gonna think of something funny and say it's gonna be the best trick I ever wrote now that being said there have been times where like I've sat here and I just start giggling to myself <laughs> because some random thought pops into my head or whatever but yeah I don't depend on it for my career. Like that'd be ridiculous. I wouldn't. 
I'd still be doing like laundromats and pizzerias, which there's nothing wrong with doing those because that's what I basically do. But <laughs> <laughs> now that I say that, it's like those are the places I work. But um, <laughs> more people are folding their underwear and eating this slice of pepperoni pizza. I'm telling you a joke. That's how it works. Um, uh, <laughs> but if I want to further my career and like do like theater shows and like bigger venues and maybe even one day like arenas, even though I find arena comedy shows really uncomfortable as a participant, like as somebody who's bought a ticket to see a comedian in a really large venue, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Even though I might love that comedian, uh, it's just stand-up comedy is one of those things where uh, I want to be able to see the comedian. I don't want to look at a big screen at the venue I'm at and watch him on stage. Or I know. them on stage, I, I should know. say. Yeah, some of the best shows that I've been to have been uh, medium-sized. Yeah. Packed, medium-sized, where you can you could walk up to the stage if you... Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's very intimate. Like the, like some of the uh, smaller theaters in Vancouver that, like, will get, like, a Bill Burr or something to come out. And, uh, even the Queenie is kind of nice because at least you feel like you're relatively close to the stage and yeah. stuff. Do you think, like, if this Zoom comedy thing goes on for a while, do you think it's something you'll eventually just like, okay, fine, I'll get on the bandwagon? I'm going to wait till the weather gets nice, and I'll start doing those outdoor shows, man. Because at least then outdoor shows, you're kind of close to the audience, and you get the instant reaction, and it's not some delayed internet feed. Like, if somebody's on, like, a poor internet connection or whatever, like, their laughter might come in, like, way off timing of the joke. Yeah. And then, what do you do in a Zoom show? Do you mute everybody's mics and then you can't hear them laugh? Or do you let everybody just have their mic on and you hear about them watching, like, I don't know, Boondog Saints in the background or something? Yeah, or flushing toilets. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, running to the kitchen and grabbing a snack and stuff and then, like... So, I mean... I think it's nice when a few people who are paying attention have their mics, like, yeah. themselves not muted. But as soon as you don't pay attention, it's, like, good editing. Have, have the common courtesy of... To mute. Shutting yeah. the fuck up and letting the show go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it's kind of like the principle they use in, in comedy clubs and stuff when they're, like, keep your tables, uh, talk to a minimum and, and stuff like that. Yeah, there's, like, Zoom etiquette now. Is it? That's so weird. That, well, that's the thing. I don't know if there's like if it's like talked about, <laughs> okay. but it should be. <laughs> it's an unwritten rule that people have. Yeah. You th- well, you hope that common sense is common, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> My mom says that all the time. It's like common sense isn't common anymore, and it's totally true. Mm-hmm. In a lot of respects. Yeah. Um, and you think it would be with all the how-to YouTube videos people can look up now on different things. You know, like, educate yourself so you know, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can jump on the Zoom bandwagon. I don't know. I can't. No. It's just part of the reason I get involved is because they give me a reason to go somewhere. But, I mean, some people need to make the money. And oh, yeah, I know. They've got to somehow change their career direction. And yeah. yeah. That's why I started to paint. Uh, and stuff, and I'm like, well, if people want to like my painting, I mean, art, mm-hmm. people pay lots of money for ridiculous things, and I'm just like, 
Why, 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 you looked over like I was pointing at something that I paid for that's ridiculous. Is that, is that what you're doing, Angie? No, I was looking <laughs> at the time because it's almost time to do shout-outs. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. This conversation's been fun. I hope people enjoy it. Um, I just, I don't know, I just, I've really realized. You, when I first started in, I started like doing it quote-unquote professionally. After the first few years, and I started getting paid on a regular basis, all my eggs were in the comedy basket. Mm -hmm. like, I didn't have a plan B. Uh, I'm really well-educated, but I couldn't really find a job. I, even if I did find a job, I would have find it really difficult to, uh, to, to like keep up the stamina and be able to do that for multiple days in a row and stuff. So, um, I... Uh, Oh, poor Chewie. He's just <laughs> he wants to come out of the room. We're almost done. We're almost done. We should do some shout-outs. What do you think? Okay. Let's do some shout-outs. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we, what, the first shout-out we should do, we always start with the oak tree, and we'll get to them. Don't worry. But we should take a few seconds and just talk about your podcast again and where people can listen to it and what's it about and all that stuff. So... Yeah, well, yeah, no, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. With uh, Sanity Rules, um, it's every Thursday I'm going to be releasing. It's just a 20 to 30-minute episode diving into mental health issues and matters <laughs> and chewies. <laughs> Cat bloopers in the background. <laughs> Cat bloopers in the background. <laughs> All right. But, um, yeah, so we, um, I record uh, every Tuesday and release it every Thursday, so this Thursday... Um, you can hear it on, uh, it's on Spotify. So, um, yeah, I post a link. You can follow Sanity Rules Pod. Um, you can email me at sanityrulespodcast at gmail.com. Um, and hopefully listen and get something out of it. And, yeah, this week I'll be talking about anxiety and some tips around anxiety and reducing anxiety and all of that. Well, I'm sure that's going to be a really popular topic being that we are in the position we are in right now. A lot of people are acknowledging that anxiety is a major issue. So, mm -hmm. Good on you for helping people like that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We've got so much interruptions in this podcast. Yeah. It's hilarious. We are such professionals. <laughs> we are such professionals. Oh, it's all good. But we've got shout-outs to um, the Yucca Tree, 1347 Johnston Road in White Rock. You love this place, right, Ryan? Yes, I do. Yes. Their food is amazing, and they're wonderful people, and they could really use the support, being that they're a family-run business, and, and they're just in a time where everybody's struggling, but their food makes me feel like I'm at home, and it's just wonderful, and they always make people feel comfortable. So That's go, awesome. That's go awesome. check them out. Yeah, check out the yucca tree. And also the Laughing Barber, Darwin. Darwin, what's up, buddy? Yeah, Darwin... He's on Instagram with the Laughing Barber, and he is my personal barber. That makes me sound way more important than I actually am. He's just my barber of choice. We will put it like that, so I don't sound so douchey. Um, yeah, and he's just a really nice guy, and he gives a great cut. So check him out on Instagram. Yeah. I'm booking an appointment today. Sweet. And we are. That's about our time for today. Do you have anything else? Any other? Anxieties you want to put to bed or anything else you want to cry about today? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm pretty dehydrated today from yesterday, so uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get, get my fluids back up. But 
No, I just, we'll leave on a positive note, and I'll just remind people that we're in this together and nobody's alone, and, and just to be good to each other. So, until next time. All right. Bye. <laughs> Was that a good bell? Yeah, it felt awesome. (laughs) I feel better now. All right.